Get ready for the dice you deserve. This is Cosmopunk. Blood and Sand, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm RJ and I play V, a middle-aged, slightly overweight, slightly mad MB Vesk mechanic and their drone flyby. V's the sort of mechanic who has the intellect to build a weapon of mass destruction, but not the intellect to know why they shouldn't. Hey, I'm Pan and I play Baff, cobalt android mage, lost soul, captain of Leica 7 and currently absent on the trail of her missing father and answers to her past. Hello, and I'm Ty, and I play the Leica 7's weapons officer and local shifty-looking Yamalton Coyote, Radar. He's just managed to get the interdimensional demon god from 10,000 years ago out of his brain, and is now desperately trying to not fill the gap with alcohol. And I'm Cypher. I normally play the Leica 7's Yasaki operative otter, Ryder, but for this campaign, I'll be the GM. Hither to the last episode. The violent gunfight in the Arlian suburbs had the police en route. Radar and V attempted to relocate the gang car, scoop up Ryder's family and all their equipment, and flee the scene. But an earlier mistake surrounding the refinement process of Thasterite meant that Radar's runabout was now grounded. The fuzz arrives and secures the area, but not before V hops over 17 garden fences and drives away in the stolen gang car, temporarily evading the cops and getting more exercise in a single minute than they usually do in an entire month. Radar is left to face the music with Tabitha and Mel, who give their statements to a police detective before being seen to by the paramedics, and are left to sweep up the shattered remains of the broken home. V eventually returns under the guise of a friend of the family, but the mood in the house that evening is sour. Tabitha and Mel shout and argue at each other while V takes Nightwatch, but no one gets much rest that night. There's no peace for the crew as the following morning, a small, blind Yasaki figure in a crimson hood leaves a parcel on Stanley's bonnet before vanishing in an instant. The parcel is an ultimatum from someone calling himself the Butcher, insisting that Ryder has been captured and demanding that they all meet on the outskirts of the city to discuss terms. To back up the threats, Butcher has sent a bloody bandage containing an otter's pinky finger, and it sure does look an awful lot like one of Ryder's. V remains skeptical, but the letter also states that another body part will be mailed to the Maxim family in less than an hour. Episode 10 the finger of doubt. So, we rejoin our two mechanics on the third day on Ackerton, I think? Yeah, yeah I, th I think it's the third day. So, it's still quite early in the morning. It's another scorcher. There is a small police cordon around Roseborough Avenue. You sort of pan towards it once again. There's quite a sizable police presence. They're on the edge of the, the tape trail. They are letting residents doing the school run out and stopping the local media crews from getting in. I like to imagine there's like old school news vans, press with giant video cameras trying to get in to get, get the story. But we pan towards V and Radar standing in the driveway, I think, of the Maxim residence. You were just discussing what you were going to do after you received an invitation to meet somebody called The Butcher at Atmosphere Station B. They gave us like an hour, didn't they, to get there? 
They gave you an hour to get to Atmosphere Station B, otherwise they would send another piece of Ryder back to the Maxim family residence. Maybe Ryder. And all around you, you can see people, they're starting their cars up, they're driving to work. And you can see and hear little Yusaki kids laughing, running around as they get ready for school. Some of them seem to be carrying things other than school bag. Actually, can you make a perception roll? Um, any, yeah, anyone is looking. Yeah. P is for perception! That is, that is oh, no, 17. 17. And... And 4 plus 16, 20. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't a particularly hard roll. Um, yeah, you both see it. You see these little kids, sort of like getting ready for school. They've mostly got cute little backpacks or lunch boxes. Um, but some of them look like they're carrying these little handcrafted paper lanterns. The bright red, made to various degrees of quality, might be some sort of school project? You're not sure. But the police will like lift the tape up, let the kids and their parents out, whilst holding back anyone that looks like they're trying to sneak in with a camera or a microphone to scoop up a story about the suburban gunfight. But you're just stood there um, in this driveway with a small parcel containing a locked off finger, and less than an hour before another one arrives. So what's the plan? Oh wait, what was what was the what was the debuff for V being sleepy as well? I think you get minus minus two. Mi uh, minus two to all of your um, your skill checks as well. Booms. V, are you okay? Nah, I'm I mean, I've been shot. Can, can you do me a favour? Arguably, look worse. What? 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 Can you make me the strongest coffee that is legally permissible to make in just? Radar immediately pivots on his heel and runs into the kitchen. Oh, hello there. Hey. Oh, hey, uh, have you got any coffee beans? Oh, sure. Would you like? Oh, can you also get me a bag of ice? You hear yelling from the. Uh... Yeah, uh, I get. It. I need some coffee beans. I need the kettle. Is the kettle boiled? Oh yes, yes. I've just made. Um, just making some tea. Brilliant. Uh, I'm sorry to do this. Uh, he just literally picks up the kettle, grabs the bag of beans for the coffee, and runs back out to V. V, open your mouth. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he missed a beaning this. Oh no. <laughs> this is V we're talking Ooh, about here. Just... So. I mean, V's mouth is heat resistant, so... Yes, like, you literally breathe fire, this shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, munch, munch, munch. Can you get me a bag of ice as well? Oh, right, yep, yeah, okay, runs back in. Sweet. Here's the kettle, sorry about in... that. Do you have any ice? <clears throat> ice? What do you need ice for? V wants... I, I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yes, one moment, and yeah, uh, Tabs goes over to like, uh, she's got like a little freezer, and there's like, she chucks some peas out over her shoulder, and there's like a little bag of ice cubes. Um, here you go, has we hurt their shin or something, have they fallen over? I, I have no idea, um, they look fine, they're just a bit sleepy, I don't know what the ice is for, but oh, thank you though. They, they have been awake all night, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah, <laughs> moment of action, we'll explain later, bye! Okay. <laughs> right, um, runs back out, and just... Passes the bag of ice to V. Yeah, V's going to take Ryder's maybe finger, stick it in the bag of ice, wrap it up, wrap it in uh, like a sheet or something. Oh, okay. Just so, so like, the, it doesn't try and preserve. You're going to try and preserve Ryder's finger. Um, it, hmm. Ryder's maybe finger. Okay, let's do medicine just to see if your efforts Turn. will preserve the finger. Sixteen total. Sixteen. Okay. So you get this bag of ice and you kind of wrap it up with a bit of like, bandage or something as well. And the results 
you're not sure whether this finger will still be attachable or whether it will just go rotten and gangrenous and horrible. You can't be sure then, uh, with that roll. Could Radar be sort of looking over your shoulder and, and also make a medicine roll at this point? You can assist, but that will yeah, only provide... Yes. No, 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 no. It's it's not not assisting, critiquing. Oh, critiquing. <laughs> <laughs> what, redoing V's work because they're sleepy? Yeah, basically, because V is also uh, at minus two uh, for being sleepy. Am I still at a minus two? I've ingested a lot of caffeine very quickly. I've ingested one night owl's worth of caffeine. You're still at a minus two, unfortunately. Caffeine Heck. does not instantly affect you. You're going to need some time before you wake up. Well, it's worth like, a try. Would you like Radar mm. to do a medicine roll then to see if this is going to work? <laughs> Go on, man. Because he's rolled 14 and he has plus 16 anyway, so that's 30. Nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you've wrapped up this finger. Um... V has actually done a pretty good job. They're just they they're not sure that what they've done is going to work or not. They're pr pretty twitchy and paranoid. Their hands are shaking a little bit because they've just chugged an entire bag of raw coffee and hot water, and it's going through their system. And their body is desperately trying to metabolize it after having no sleep. <laughs> it's alright. I'll balance it out with alcohol later. In your, in your current adult state, you've done a really good job of this. This might actually work. Hey, here's the spirit. Right here. Uh, so, GM, I was looking up the drive time to the yes, you uh, were um, atmosphere station. You reckon it's going to be about forty-five minutes drive, depending on the traffic. It is going to be rush hour though, so you might need to like get going now-ish or soonish, because people are doing the school run; they're driving to work. Yeah. All right, radar. If we want to make this atmosphere meet point by the deadline they've imposed, we pretty much have to leave. More or less now-ish? Are there places outside? Yes, but they'll let us through. It's not an issue. Mm -hmm. Get in the van. Oh, wait, shit. We need to take Ryder's mum and Ryder's mum to that cafe, don't we? Yes. Uh, can I get another piloting roll, please? Anyone? Uh, three okay, plus piloting, which is 14, which is 17. 17. Okay, um, first of all, can anyone remember the name of the um, <laughs> the, the coffee shop? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, if you can't remember the name of the coffee shop, you're probably not going to have any idea where it is or where <laughs> where you need to drive well, to. Well, Ryder's mum might off. She might, but you haven't asked her. Uh, <laughs> that is a good point. Tick, tick, tick. tick. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, where are they? Are they, are, they up, are they in the kitchen together or...? Oh, no, they're separated, aren't they? Well, no, uh, Rhoda's mum is just in the kitchen and Mel is still, like, upstairs. It's, it looks like she's only just woken up. She didn't get much sleep last night because she was arguing. Yeah, so V's going to poke their head around the kitchen door and, like, Eh, Tabby? Yes, hello, V? What's, what's so, up? So... What was, what was the ice well, I've been... Uh, I've got a headache. But I'm feeling better <gasps> oh, now. Oh, you poor dear. Um, would, would you like I've... some more coffee? Uh, oh, yes, please. All right, I'll make you some more coffee. Ah, oh, you're very kind. And speaking of coffee, I was thinking, uh, I know your house is all back together and stuff, but I think I'd feel a lot better if you weren't in an environment that was shot up yesterday. So, do you reckon you, Des, and Mel might want to head down to that coffee shop you mentioned yesterday? And at least get away. Oh, Cafe Quill. Um, yes, uh, Mel did suggest that, yes. I think um, we should uh, we should get out of the house for a bit. I think that would um, that would do us a bit of good, actually. Yes. 
that's it. I mean, you want to head out in the next like couple of minutes? I'm just thinking, you know, with the traffic being out, it is probably take a while to get in there. So, what, what, um, one moment, um, Mel, Mel, darling. And there's no answer. To, um, give me a moment, V. And Tabby goes upstairs, and you can hear muffled talking. And then after a while, she comes back down and says, um. We'll go. We'll go upstairs and get ready. Give us a moment. Oh, brilliant! All right, I'll catch up with you in a sec then. All right, see you in a bit. Right here, radar. Radar. We we have comms. Radar. <laughs> Over comms. Radar. What? <laughs> I just imagine like your earpiece just blasts off the side of your head for a moment, like a cartoon. Does that thing where his teeth grits and his eyes unfocus? So. <laughs> What is it, B? Oh, right, I've, been, I've managed to get Ryder's mums to go into the coffee shop, but we're going to be cutting it super fine to get to this meat point. Do you reckon it's worth us calling at uh, Ryder's tab and seeing it picks up? Because at this point, I'm still not entirely sure if they're just bluffing and playing it in order to try and trick us into some kind of trap. B? What? We're really shit at blagging our way out of situations. You can't see me nodding. Wait, no, I've done that. I've blagged my way out of situations before. Oh, you know, I went through the appropriate customs to get into this planet. That's not blagging. You just you just told them the truth, just not all of it. Yeah. It's not blagging. Yeah. That's exactly what blagging is. That's no, it's not. Blagging is just straight up lying. <laughs> and we're not good at it. And right now, I'm done with the politics. Can we just go kill some bad guys and rescue our sister? Sister. Basically adopted sister. Yeah. Okay, but when we're in the bin, I'm still going to call Riders on head, just in case. Okay, that's fine. Right, do we actually have a plan? Uh, okay, let's formulate a plan then. Okay, over comms, or do you want to come out here? Do you want to come in here? No, I'm trying to check out the van, make sure it's still good. Is the van good, GM? What, what do you mean good? It's got no windscreen and bullet holes in it. Not not Stanley. What? What van the, not the van, sorry. The, the, sorry, I meant, I've been saying van the entire time. I meant the gang gang trap. No, gang cars gang, parked gang at the... Car. Uh, gang cars parked miles away. No, that was reparked at the community centre in the same parking spot that V yeah. stole it from. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I remember now. So, ra Radar's just having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at the space where it used to be. There's like a patch of oil on the driveway. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just shaking his head, scratching his head, yeah. <laughs> Radar, stop having a stroke. Radar pops and a fresh one appears from off screen. Yeah. <laughs> Come in the house! I'm coming in the house! Fucking slaps door. Good. What? Right. We need a plan. We need to go rescue Ryder, maybe find out whose finger this is, kill anyone that gets in our way. How do we achieve that? Incidentally, have you ever made a car bomb before? Via yeah, those two comments related. Yes. And the answer is. Not in so many words. Well, there's a first time for everything. Here's my plan. We build a car bomb out of that gang car. We fill it with a bunch of petrol drums and explosives and shrapnel. Uh, drive it down to the atmospheric station. Park it outside nearby, but not too close nearby. Go in. If things go sideways, blow it up. That creates a distraction. Kill everyone. Find where Ryder is. Kill everyone else. Get Ryder. Attach the finger. If it's one appears, if it's not, then I guess we don't attach it. And then, yeah, happy ending. Go get Ryder's mum, go get Ryder's mum. 
Leave this planet. Are you are you having this conversation indoors? Over comms. Oh yeah, Ryder's mums are upstairs. Yes, but V. <laughs> Please tell me all of this was over comms. <laughs> v. 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 GM. You eight foot fuckwit. This better be over comms. <laughs> yeah, but they would just be standing in just a room. Just say like, it's over comms. It's over comms. Fuck it. There we go. Thank okay. you. It's over comms. Thank you. That's um, my god. One less horrible situation <laughs> for me. To... Okay. Carry on. Good plan? Yes. Excellent. Now let's just do all those things we said. I've got a couple questions about that plan. First one, petrol? Petrol? I mean, if diesel exists, petrol exists. You're assuming petrol exists on this planet? Uh, I mean, the gang car ran on petrol. Wait, wait. Well, did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> I'll give you that one for free. We live on a planet where the sand can be refined into energy. Yeah, there's no need for petrol on this I'm planet. Sure, I'm yeah. sure liquid fuels came up in a previous one. In a previous part of this campaign. I don't know about petrol, V, but I can probably make an explosive out of the vehicle and its components. It's just petrol or diesel wouldn't be the explosive component. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. We turn the car into a car bomb. Also, I want kind. these hands to create, but all they can do is destroy. <laughs> So, yeah. That's yeah. as far as I got with the plan. Do you have any refinements from a tactical standpoint? Uh, I don't really want to get punched again or run down another machine gun, so... Okay, don't do either of those things. And I've got the scope. I'll be rifle. Taps the rifle. So, um... Yeah. Well, I want to use it for once. Okay, yeah. so does that mean you want to take a, a high vantage point and keep overwatch of this place, or...? Uh, I can, I guess, if you want to go in, I can cover you, or I can come with you. I'm happy to do both. I mean, I'd feel better if someone was covering me, but at the same time, I'd feel better if you were next to me as well. So, there's no way. If I cover you from next to you, yeah, as long as you don't get shot, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get shot. That's a guarantee. The thing is, I'm most likely to walk it off. Points to enhance cybernetic half. I just yes. don't get shot too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Visa's gonna yell upstairs. Ryder's mum and Ryder's mum, your your bus is ready. Hi, lovely. We're just coming down. Good, good. Yes. A hasty plan, poorly executed, is better than no plan at all. A pint of sweat is worth a gallon of blood. Same dude. Who measures <laughs> sweat? <laughs> General Patton, apparently. He was a knob. He was, but he was the dude that said both of those quotes. Anyway. They both uh, come down, they're wearing their nice uh, some blouses again, they've got their hats. Mel is looking a little bit less shaky now. Oh, um, so, so uh, we're going to go to Aggie's place, yes? Cafe Quill? Yes, it, yeah. Yeah! I just figured yeah, it'd yeah. be a bit of a safer place to leave you guys. We've got a errand we need to run this afternoon, but we'll check in you this evening, hopefully, and see how things going on. Yet Tabby's going to be like, oh, um, well, I've got my play on this evening, so you, you will be coming to see that, right? Uh, we'll certainly try, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, right. I'm hoping that we'll get this wrapped up fairly quick, but... Yeah, well, we've it's... seen you running your lines. It looks good. It sounds good. Oh, I, I do hope it is, yes. Well, it, it starts at um, first sundown, so um, if, if you could... You don't have to, but... Uh, I, well, where like where is it? There. It's at um, a, a little bar in the town. Um mm. Uh, bar Ascot, if you could... Um, bar Ascot. There's, there's no pressure, it's just I'd, I'd, I'd like some people to see it, you know? Yeah. Sundown, Bar Ascot. Mm -hmm. I'll try my scientific best to be there. Have, um, if, 
Have the license record it as well. I'm sure you will anyway. Oh yes, so. absolutely. Um, oh, oh, one sec. I'll, I'll just take a half of um, <coughs> just take a half of medicine before I go. <coughs> and yeah, uh, Tabs goes into the li uh, living room. Oh bugger! She comes back out again, realizing that there's a hole in her breathing tank. Goes back upstairs, and she oh. takes some more huffs of her medicine, and she gets some in a little inhaler that she's got now. And yeah, they both come out in their their little summer hats and their dresses with the handbags. Tabitha's got Des the Toad on a leash. Mel is like looking over to the edge of the police cordon. And yeah, there seems to be some media that are getting like riled up now because the, the victims of the gunfight have come out of their house. And she looks back to um and Tab and says, Oh, there's bloody vultures. Let's let's go. Let's um would you mind if we went out the um the other way of the police cordon just so we don't get mugged on the way out? Yeah, yeah, fine. Or I can pull my pants down. That way they can't use the footage. <laughs> uh, Radar just blinks for a second as that just sort of sinks in. Yeah, I, th I think Tabs will chuckle a bit at that. <laughs> Mel's not in the mood to chuckle much, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we sneak out the back. Uh, do you want a, uh, a sneaking roll or...? Uh, just a straight-up piloting roll, I reckon. That is 19 plus 14. V is waking up. 19. Yeah, V. Good, good. Okay, so that was the minus two, yeah, as well, still? Oh, yeah, minus two. So uh, that number I said minus two. Okay, that, that's still fine. So, yeah, you, you all pile into the van. It's still shot up and it's got its windscreen missing, but you, uh, you lock up and you leave behind Roseborough Avenue. You get to the edge of the police cordon. One of them will sort of say, um... Alright, where, where are you guys heading? Uh, cafe. Alright, how long do you reckon you'll be? No. <laughs> I mean... You know, just for our records. A couple of hours, I guess? A couple of hours. Yep, that's fine. Alright, you have a good day. And yeah, yeah he'll lift the tape up and, and lets the van out. <laughs> Fucking cops. Just <laughs> quietly shaking his head. What I love is that they've been assigned to guard us and not the property and they're just guarding the property <laughs> yeah they're doing their jobs <laughs> well they're not they're doing the barest facsimile of their jobs but nevertheless they're doing the wrong tasking so yeah you guys go out the, the back end of um, Roseboro Avenue through the residential mega blocks and commercialised lanes between them about halfway there about uh, 20 minutes drive there's a cute little coffee shop sandwiched in between these two giant structures and it's got these um, it's got these little tables and chairs outside and there are one or two little yasakis with sunglasses on sipping lattes and there's a, a banner on it that says Cafe Quill and there's a little cartoon yasaki hedgehog sipping coffee it's a little bit out of place in this cyberpunk desert city landscape but now that you're taking a closer look at the city of R once again there are loads of these little independent businesses that have borrowed in between these giant buildings and set up shop. There are bookshops, clothing stores, hardware stores. It's not quite as densely packed as the hive market, but the Yosaki seem to be nothing if not industrious. Eventually park up outside Cafe Quill. Yeah. A gentrified dystopia. <laughs> gentrified dystopia all over that. Uh, Alright, ladies, I think this is your stop. Uh, like I said, we'll try and make it for your, your play this evening, Mel, in... Yeah. Yeah, this is Aggie's shop. Um, oh, there wasn't any post this morning, was there? Mm, not that I saw. Why? Oh, it's all right. I was just asking. Okay. Cool. 
Right, come on, Mel. Um, uh, what coffee would you like? Would you like a latte or a cappuccino? Oh, I'll have a, I'll have a latte, please. Yeah, the second they're out of the van, Visa's like drives off. <laughs> um, one sec. Yeah, they kind of like look a little bit confused that you just suddenly sped off, but um, Mel just like shrugs. But they got out of the van. Visa by. Yeah, but it was and more like, importantly, we're on a fucking deadline. Yeah. So uh, V's gonna like pull out the data pads and is like, uh, Radar, do you want to call Ryder? Uh, at least try and call Ryder and see what's up. And at the same time, they're gonna flip uh, down the sun visor, pull out a pack of cigarettes and a flask of something. <laughs> Radar's gonna double take on that because he's never seen that before. But admittedly, I've never thought to flick down the visor. And then he's gonna pull out the data pad and ring that number. Okay, so you ring Ryder's number on your data pad. On speaker. V, your your duffel bag starts vibrating. Ah, oh, fuck's sake, was indeed. And you realise that you've got Ryder's data pad because that's what happened at the very start of the adventure. No, no, no. I meant like the one that she, the burner one. She contacted us on. That's what radar's ringing. Oh, in that case, she doesn't answer. There's no answer from that one. It's probably in a bin somewhere in Booster City because it's a burner. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, V. No luck. Shit. I mean, we've still got no way of knowing if they even got Ryder or not. How about we just go there and kill everyone anyway? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like being on the back foot, and I don't like going into a situation where I haven't got the home field advantage, and I know that most of the people in the room want to kill me. We need an ace. There is literally nothing else we can do. I mean, we can still build a car bomb, but... Well, that's not going to change, is it's it? It's not exactly an ace. That's more of a jack of diamonds. Seven of clubs. Come yeah, on. at best. Yeah. <laughs> Depends where you park it. True. Sometimes we just got to make our own luck. Now, where did you park this thing? Uh, it's parked outside the leisure centre, so I guess we're going to go there. You drive it, I'll start building it into a bomb. Deal. So yeah, he's going to park up Stanley, get all the guns out from the, the boot and try and as surreptitiously as possible put them inside the limo. On, I keep calling it a limo, Skanker. It's not a limo! <laughs> it's a sedan! We're now naming this sedan the limo. But yeah, so uh, V's going to unload all them, finish the rest of the the, uh, the unspecified liquid flask, chuck it in Stanley through the window, flick out their cigarette. Okay, I think you've had enough um, consumables at this point to say that V, your um, fatigue has now been reduced to a sort of buzzing, caffeinated high, so you now get just a minus one to all of your rolls instead of a minus two. Yeah. But that minus one is not going to go away until you get some actual sleep, I'm afraid. <laughs> I heard take more drugs. Although, good luck getting to sleep with all of the caffeine you've just induced. Uh, right now, he doesn't need to sleep, they need to work. Yeah. So, who is making a car bomb outside the community centre? No, we're making <laughs> no, it we're going to while it's in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're driving the car whilst yep. turning it into a bomb? Yep. Okay, can I get a piloting role and an engineering role on top of it? You need to succeed both, Indeed. otherwise you will blow up on the way. <laughs> 19 for piloting. For the pilot, yeah. Okay. 19 plus piloting. 15. Sorry, and then, what, what is this? Is this the uh, engineering role? Yes. Engineering. Plus 19, so let's see what we roll. That's 11, straight 30. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I like to imagine V is driving, but at the same time, Radar is like sitting in the passenger seat. Tinkering under just, the glove box. Yeah, yeah, just tinkering under the glove box and um, taking wires out. Like doing the old school 90s hot wiring thing. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's there's a there's a moment where he's literally got four separate coloured wires in his mouth, a pair of clippers, 
and mm. you're you're not sure, but it, it looks like the security lock for the car that he's taken off the keyring. Yeah. And the, every now and again, the like the windscreen wipers will go off, the car alarm will go, and then stop. Yeah. Um, ignore that. Yeah, he's just ignoring all this. Yeah. So where is Stanley at this point? Did you just park Stanley up in the community centre? He's left outside the leisure centre. Yeah. Okay, right. Locked. Locked. Oh, it's it's going to be vandalised to fuck when we come back. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully not. <laughs> it's going to be up on bricks, and you know it. V, you're able to continue driving this thing, and Radar, you are able to make it into a pretty sizable bomb. Right, V. Yeah. I've got this thing set, and it's good to go. Basically... Double tap lock on the security lock, and it will either explode or the windscreen wipers will activate. <laughs> awesome! I like those odds. Right, sixty forty. It will go yeah. blip, blip, boom. Yeah. Uh, what's our ETA to this uh, uh, atmospheric processing plant? You've got about ten minutes, you estimate. But at this point, you're still driving through Arl, and you hear it at first, very distantly. But you suddenly hear the sound of gunfire rattling from somewhere in the distance and then there's a muffled explosion. I know this noise. I'm assuming you're looking around for the source of this. Perception roll! You don't even need to do a perception roll. You can you're just driving along and you can see lines of tracer fire coming up through the tall buildings on the horizon and it's coming from Golden Boulevard, the Rich Boys District and you can't quite see where the shooting is coming from at this distance but, yeah, you're now looking in that direction and you can see there's a little trail of smoke coming up from ground level just before it slams into the side of a skyscraper and the glass on that floor bursts outwards and a huge plume of smoke and fire showers down to the boulevard below. Hey, someone's deploying heavy weapons over there. And you can hear little distant screams and trails of gunfire. It doesn't look like the city's safe as Mel thought it would be. And after a while, you can start hearing um, sirens hurtling towards the scene, police, fire crews, ambulances. And then there's another one of these big Kefcal creatures, the tripod creatures, striding over the traffic towards the gunfire. And then, poof, another explosion. This one sounds like it was at ground level. And yeah, you can't quite see the source of it, but there's smoke rising up between the tall buildings now. More gunfire. So, what do you do? Uh, as much as it pains me to say, we have to ignore the war and focus on saving Ryder. I'm even less convinced that they've got Ryder now. And I wasn't very convinced in the first place. V, we've got no other intel to go on. I know. But just in case, I'm just going to call Ryder's mum quickly. And say what? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. That place we left you... you that we thought was safe isn't safe anymore. Can you get out of the city on foot? Well, I don't know. They could take a bus or the tube. or Actually, the tube would be a good they're probably No, they're probably safer where they are because they're with friends and we know where they are, their location. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fine, we'll leave them to their own devices. Don't, yeah, also, it's not, we've put them through so much already in the past few days, dude. <laughs> um, it's no, not we've fair. put them through fuck all. Ryder and Ryder's enemies have put them through shit. Oh, sure. Blame it on anyone but yourself, classic V. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Who's, no, that is just so typically. <laughs> who started a gang war on their mum's planet <laughs> and then fucking dragged us into it? We didn't do this. This is this is uh, my conscience is clear. I'll have you know. I mean, you you contributed to it quite a lot. <laughs> uh, we are definitely factors in this situation. In this scenario, V, it is, this is we're yeah. involved. You don't just keep going. You don't get to live in a yeah. bubble, V. Yeah, but <laughs> gestures to the explosions in the distance. You don't get to live in a six-foot bubble. 
See my previous comment about your perceptions. Now keep driving. Okay, so you're going to ignore the uh, the war that's happening just broken out in the middle of all. So we yeah. don't know who the fuck's who. We don't know who's firing at what. Mm. All we've got, all we've got right now, is the fact that riders like being held as far as we believe Maybe. otherwise we wouldn't be going look if we if we get to ammo station b and there's no one there we'll go and join the war i promise yeah, you yeah. i mean <laughs> they picked that location for a reason i'm assuming that they're gonna have some kind of sharpshooter and a bunch of hidden goons and all of that and good then what shit. we get shot again it didn't work the first time no then we detonate the car bomb yeah but then we're on foot <laughs> yeah we'll steal a car like, if it's a trap, and I go out there and I get shot, I'm just going to get back in the car and we can just leave and go and join the war. No, because the car's a bomb now. And then... Yes, but it, it's safe. Look, it's a... Oh, shit, I've just armed it. Mm. Okay, I'm going to turn that off. <coughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, this car is definitely not coming back with us. This is, this is a single-use car now. Okay, so I'm going to think, at all this time we've been driving... When we get, like, a block away from the atmospheric processing station, what's the environment like? Okay, so, yeah, you know that atmosphere station B is on the east side of the city. That was mentioned in the letter you got this morning. But as you're driving through the eastern side of the city, you start to notice the residential and the commercial structures start to give way to more, like, industrial-looking buildings. Instead of these mega-tower blocks and neon advertising signs and shops, you start to see more sort of warehouses and parking lots and these big blocky manufacturing complexes, tall metal pipes, electrical power transformers humming loudly. At least you start to see that because as you push deeper into this industrial district, the air starts to get misty and foggy. You see multiple road signs warning vehicles to keep below 15 miles an hour. You can only see about 50 meters in front of you. It's not quite Silent Hill, but it's getting that way. And yeah, eventually, out of the silhouettes of all the warehouses and the factories, um, they all give way to this giant elongated cooling tower, sort of peeling out of the mist with a few smaller towers and thick chunky pipes and power lines connecting it all together. And it's all lit up by these red blinking lights around the uh, the upper rim, and turquoise uplighters illuminating the whole structure ominously. And you can see all this fog leaking out the top of the cooling tower and just filling the air around you before it starts to disperse. That is a um, crazy, inefficient way of terraforming a planet. Things feed themselves. Well, can I get intelligence rolls from both of you? Seven we plus... Not smart. Oh, he's smart. Yeah, V's clever, they're an engineer. Yeah, radar's intelligence is plus four. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> but that is yes, 16 so. plus four for dirty 20. So, dirty 20, what was yours, V? 11 total. <laughs> 11. Um, I'm still tired. Yeah, you're still tired, you're still zonked. Very but, tired, um, yeah. yeah, radar, you, um, when you first got here and you were sort of landing above the city, you remember seeing layers of cloud rolling off the cliffs, like sort of icing on a cake. There are yeah. probably more of these giant towers producing atmosphere all over the city. This is just what they look like up close. So, how are okay. you going to do this? Are you going to sneak up or just drive them through the front gate? Or yeah. something else? You are being expected. I mean, you were invited here, after all. Yeah. I'm in favour of driving through the front gate, finding something that looks vaguely explodable to park near, honking the horn a bunch, and then seeing what comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my vote. Okay. So, you drive up a little closer. And as you get closer, this facility looks 
functional. You can see lights coming out of the um, small windows. You spot some movement on the road leading into the station. There's one, another one of these industrial hover tankers. Uh, Radar, you saw one of these at the gas station when you first arrived. Yeah, big like fuel truck type thing. Sort of, uh, yeah. At the what station? At the gas station. The what station? The gas station. The station that sells gas. Don't, don't do this for Yeah. V. 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 On this planet that doesn't have. I mean, it's not petrol, it's just gas. You don't know what kind of gas. Petrol is. Controlled <laughs> <laughs> your back, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you, you walked into that one, V. Anyway. You did. Um, <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Rumbles bees themselves. Anyway, yeah, one of these big tankers, it sort of slowly slides up along the side of um, like a tall security fence uh, that seems to surround the whole facility. And then it slides up, hovers up to a small guard post at the front. And you can see the driver uh, talking to somebody. There's a dude in the booth. And then he raises a little uh, swing bar gate up and the tanker starts to float inside underneath it. So this place looks stuffed by the look of things. Hmm. Odd. Hmm. Yeah. So you're going to continue up to the booth? <laughs> Why would they bring us to a... Yeah, drive up to the gate. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you approach the entrance, and there's a little guard lemur uh, sitting on a high stool, and he's reading something on a little infosphere. He's got his feet up on the console in front of him, and he looks over to you, and then back down, then back up again, slightly more confused this time. He sort of leans out of his booth and says, Good morning, uh, what can I What can I do for you two? Yeah. Delivery? Hey, uh, we, we have an appointment. Yeah. You got an appointment with the foreman? Mm, no. Sure. Uh, yes. I, I, I can't let you both in there without an appointment for the foreman. Do, do you got any ID? We're here to see the butcher. Is he not here? What? Who? V, this is a fucking red herring. Uh, at mean... this point... Oh, no. At this point, yeah, there's, there's like a yellow corded phone on his dashboard and it starts ringing. And he says, um, uh, excuse me, one moment. He picks it up Hello. and he's like, Order? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, there's a, a vest and a canine. You're molten! Uh, sorry, uh, you're molten. What? No, don't you want me to... Uh... Yeah, okay, understood. Uh, yes, yes, sir, understood. And he hangs up the phone and says, um, um, I'm being told to let you through. Parking's around the corner. If you were going through the foyer... Oh, and you'll need these. And he rummages through a drawer, and he gives you two uh, little blue key cards on little uh, lanyards. And he reaches back into the console, presses a button, and, yeah, he lets you in. Still looking very confused. And the little swing arm gate raises up. And there are two white arrows on the on the asphalt leading you around the corner to the main parking lot. Right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. V. Have a good day. V. V. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of civilians here. <laughs> I know. Sucks to be them, I guess. Well, the car I mean, bomb's uh, a good idea. <laughs> v, we talked about this. <laughs> I mean, what's the blast radius, you reckon, on this? Well, it could have honestly made it somewhere in the megaton range, but it should only be, like, 50 meters radius. See? 50 meters is nothing. Like, that's minimal casualties. V, that's an entire football pitch. Nothing. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's that's a football pitch. It's 50 meters radius, not diameter. So I assume you're you're driving in to the park. Yeah, we're driving in at this point now. 
Okay. Yeah. Very slowly. Yeah. yeah. Very slowly. Fifteen miles an hour. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about this? We pull the fire alarm at least a minute before we blow up. <laughs> you, you know that's not a bad idea. Hmm. We just need to make sure we don't park it next to a muster park. You're gonna IRA it. V. Yeah. We're surrounded by high-pressure industrial equipment that is specifically designed to convert atmosphere. I oh, know. That was the whole point of building the car bomb. <laughs> no, no, V. It was supposed to be a distraction, not a precision strike on civilian infrastructure. <laughs> uh, well, they shouldn't have started holding hostages in their civilian infrastructure, should they? V, you're making me a terrorist. Mm, they're making you a terrorist. You're a freedom fighter. You... You're fighting for riders' freedom. Oh, you. You no words by this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you very slowly drive towards the parking lot of this place, and there are, yeah, there's a lot of civilian cars in here. Um, and from here, you can see there's a little glass foyer window with a sliding door at the front, and there's a little white reception desk inside with an android woman sitting behind a desk. She's on the phone, it looks like. So what do you want to do with your car bomb? Uh, v wants to park it near a bunch of pipes. Near a bunch of pipes. Um, there don't seem to be any, like, actual infrastructure-looking pipes out in the front, like where this parking lot is. The road continues around the side of the building to probably some sort of loading and unloading bay. You're not sure. Okay, how about this? We park it in the loading bay, but you get to decide whether we blow it up or not. What? No! What? no. <laughs> I mean, that's a good compromise. We put it somewhere where it could kill everyone, but we don't, like, we'll have a minor discussion before killing everyone. I mean, for all we know, these could all be bad guys. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sure the gunfire is going to drive most of them out before the earth shattering explosion anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now you're thinking of gasoline. What is your obsession with gasoline? There isn't any on this planet. It's an expression, man with ladder. <laughs> also, shut up, man with ladder. You'll be first. I mean, <laughs> man with ladder walking past your van as you pull. <laughs> so yeah, you ignore the uh, the main parking lot. You go around the side, and there's a lot of these. Uh, there's more of these tankers, and they're all hooked up to various pipe work that seems to be leading into the facility. Um, Is and there a? Oh, sorry, go, go on. No, you sorry. go on. No, that's okay. Is there a computer terminal nearby that would? You know, be like a workman's position that would lock in, link into all of this. Uh, no, this all looks very low tech. This is um, all done with sort of very analog technology, big uh, valve ports and whatnot that plug into the top of these tankers. Uh, can I get a perception roll from both of you, actually? Yes, and I'd like I'd like to perceive something specific in a second as well. That's twenty-seven for radar. Thirty-three. Yes, minus one. Thirty-two. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, there's just um, just loads of these tankers, um, but there is uh, some like white steam almost rolling off the top of, of the tanks. It's like the internal um, or whatever's in the tanks is extremely cold. No, yeah, so liquid oxygen probably. I've seen this movie. Mm, possibly, you don't know. Hang on, mm? we're engineers, right? Yes. These tanks. Mm? Would you describe them as high pressure? Okay, no, these do not look like pressurised tankers. Damn it. Hmm. Okay, so that would be more likely ammonia, potentially. Uh, what else gets stored? Maybe. 
Uh, either way, uh, if it's ammonia, it's flammable. If it's oxygen, it's flammable. If it's any other kind of hydrocarbon right. oxygenate product, then it's flammable. So I'm going to leave the steam part here. And Are there uh, any volatility warnings or anything around? Um, there's a few, but they're mostly on the um, the pipes themselves and not the trucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, V's going to park near some pipes. Okay, and so you sort of sandwich this um, this hover sedan in between two of these enormous tankers. You're probably not allowed to park here, but I don't think that's your major concern at this moment in time. Yeah. Remember to lock it. One beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> One beep only. <laughs> One thing only, Vasily. So you nestle up, you park up. Get all their guns out of the back. Yep, you get your guns. Look around for any high-vis vests being, that people have left hanging around. <laughs> um, there are no, like, just like a coat rack with high-vis vests. Then again, you have been invited in, so you probably don't need one. Yeah, that's true, I guess. But yeah, uh, um, there's there's like a, a sign leading around the side of the building that says reception. Want to go to reception, or do you just want to start screaming butcher at the top of our lungs? Yeah, I think we'll go to reception. They might give us coffee. <laughs> How long has passed since uh, the the one hour timer? Anyway, uh, fifty minutes. Right, let's go to the reception then. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, you go around the side through the uh, the glass foyer doors into the reception area. It's quite sparse in here. There are these sort of long, white, echoing corridors leading off in every direction. It looks very sterile, almost like a, a hospital or a very boring office building. It's got this big sort of nuclear reactor internals vibes. Mm. And you can see various staff members walking around. Some of them have got these bright yellow boiler suits on and white hard hats. Uh, but on the walls, there are coloured lines with writing inside them every few feet. One says, like, admin. Uh, one says processing, chemical storage, waste. And there's a blue one in the middle that reads pumps. It's leading off down one of these sterile corridors, and the uh, the android in reception sort of hasn't looked up. She's still on the phone, but she sort of looks looks to you and um, will just nod and sort of points down the uh, the corridor with a blue line on it. So where to? I mean, how visibly armed do we look? Oh, radar's just got his gun on the sling. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so she just sees two heavily armed people wandering to reception. It's just like, yeah, sure, down the hall. <sighs> They don't seem particularly bothered. None of the staff members seem particularly bothered by your presence. Some of them may give you like a little side glance when they get a closer look at you, but the staff seems to um, just not be bothered. They've got stuff to do. They've got jobs to do. So they're, they're just going about their daily business. Eh, told you they were on it. So what, are you going to follow the blue line and just um, peer into a few rooms? Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, you follow this um, this blue line. It takes you down a long, winding corridor, down a few flights of stairs, uh, and you would guess from this uh, pump room is somewhere below ground level. And it's quite confusing in here. It's like one of those uh, creepy liminal spaces videos, except there are actually people here, sort of wandering past you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, how how busy is it? Is it like is it people every couple of minutes, or do you see one person very? Occasionally, or? yeah, it's, it's it's people every couple of minutes. This seems like a fully functional um, atmosphere station with all of the amount of staff required. Doesn't seem like uh, the gang is directly in control of this place. 
you're not actually sure why you've been invited here, but yeah, as you sort of go down the uh, the corridor, uh, the staff seem to get less and less frequent as you get closer to the pub room, and pretty soon you can hear it as you get closer. It's this sort of dull thumping hum, getting louder and louder. Did we manage to find uh, an unguarded computer terminal? Because we're keeping at least keeping an eye out for that. Yeah, you did not. The doors. You, <laughs> you did you. not. The doors don't have any windows on them, so it's you can't exactly like peer in through any um, any sort of staff windows. Radar stops and opens a door. Uh, which one are you going to open? There, there's one that says uh, one that says processing on the way past. Radar opens that one. Yeah. Okay. You open the um, you open the processing door, and there's a load of. Uh, Warning signs, things like wear ear protection, dangerous chemicals, explosives. All of those could be about radar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's um, there, there are no sort of computer terminals in here. It looks very um, low tech and analog. Certainly nothing that can okay. access the yeah. entire facility through here. V is okay. So I'm using meta knowledge here, but V is going to check the back of the door for an evacuation protocol and a uh, site map. Yes, there is a. Um, fire safety escape plan there's like a, a gathering spot around the front like just outside the re, uh, reception area from where you came there are some at the back so there'd be like a, a map of the facility like all of the floors laid out in a schematic sort of thing yeah uh, V's gonna like uh, just like pull it out of its frame fold it up like take a look at it and like pass it to radar it's like you know it might come handy Okay. Yeah, radar commits it to memory. Sweet. Okay, so now you've got a, a functioning map of this facility. You know um, technically where everything is, but this place is so labyrinthian that um, you still might have some trouble navigating in a hurry. I'm going to say. Is there anywhere on the map that marks computer terminals? Uh, no, there's nothing um, specific marked on this map. It's just all of the rooms and how to get out, essentially, if there's a fire. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I've. Yes, go to the end of the blue route and meet up with either this butcher person or a massive distraction that was meant to keep us from going to look at all the explosions happening in the city center. Yeah. Yeah. Radar is jogging at this point. Okay. So you come out of um, processing room, follow the blue line, and yeah, eventually you reach the end of it and there's a small door covered in warning signs that says pump room above it. It's got a little key card slot next to the door. What do you do? Radar goes up to it and hacks it. You've got key cards. Why? We have a key card. Oh shit, we got given. Radar goes up to it and opens it with a key card. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could hack it just for the flex, but. Like cosmetic missile. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask how big the room was, I said I cast fireball. <laughs> On that point, actually, if he's going to unfurl the map and check out uh, the line diagram, uh, how many points of entry and exit are there from this room? Uh, there seem to be two. There's one that you're going in through at the moment, and there's one at the back. There seems to be like a large um, blast door for shipping in uh, heavy machinery. Which is closed, right? Which is closed. Tell you what, Radar, I've got an idea. Uh, do you yeah. reckon you could hack this uh, keycard slot so it'll only work once more after we open it? I could do one better than that. I can make it work so it only works on our keycards. Mm, you're going to have to give me a damn good computer's check to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's two yeah. of us, and we're both engineers. Yeah. Yes. Could you please assist me in yes. this endeavour? You know what? Because yes, I will. Absolutely. Between us, like, Radar or V, we have plus 19 to this anyway. 
and I've just rolled 11. So that's 30. <laughs> okay, um, I think between yeah. you, yeah, you managed to... Uh... Also, also, we've literally, Radar has literally done this <clears throat> the campaign before when they infiltrated the Vescarium. Yeah, true, so you've got a lot of experience. Yeah, I'm going to say you are able to hack into this um, this keycard reader slot, and you're able to, what does it work, it maybe once? Um, or, or just on your keycards? Uh, no, we're going we're gonna to make it just work on our keycards. Just on your keycards. Just ours. No one else's will work. So yeah, you um, you do that, but... Uh, can I get a perception roll from both of you, please? I only rolled a four, which is twenty! 21. Also, if it's an invisibility thing, Radar just sees it. It's not an invisibility thing, goddammit. Okay, <laughs> so... It's um, not weed, you piece of shit, Stoner. It's not weed, you piece of shit, Stoner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kermit. Um, so yeah, you managed to hack into this um, this keycard reader and make it just read your keycards to let you in and out. But, as you're doing that and testing it, uh, something catches your eye and you have been on camera this entire time. There's a little CCTV dome sort of staring down at you from the ceiling. But no one seems to have come to do anything about you yeah. hacking into their keycards. I'm not going to lie, we kind of assumed we were on CCTV. You've been yeah, on CCTV the, the, the moment you've come yeah. in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this is not news to us. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we just don't care. Mm -hmm. Right, well, in we go then. The blue door opens. Uh, are you not going to read any of the warning signs before going in? Oh, we read them all. It's a danger anathema to life, yada yada yada, shit, yeah. fuck, bollocks, whatever. Let's go. No, that, that was the stuff on the warhead. This is different. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's it's pretty fucking noisy in here, but they're all mostly like health and safety warning notices um, you get in places containing sensitive heavy machinery. But there is one big one saying wear ear protection. Um, you see, just inside the door, there's a little alcove with uh, industrial ear protectors and masks, all made to fit different sizes and species. Do they fit your Moltons? Yeah, yeah, all Yay! sizes and species, of course. Yeah, Radar <laughs> picks up some ear defenders. Okay. He's checking them to make sure they've not been sabotaged or in any way kind of a shock device. No, they're definitely not booby traps. I'm, I'm just going to give you that. They're just Ooh. like standard ear protectors. They've got like a little radio inside, so people can like talk to each other over over a uh, channel. Yeah, we got cons anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, that sort of doles out the noise of the um, the pump room, which is just this constant industrial um, churning and humming and whirring. Mm. And yeah, just through this door, there's another heavier looking door, uh, but it looks like it's got a, a sheet of lead inside it or something in case of a fire, like big metal latches holding it in place. I guess you're going through that too. Yeah. Hang on, comms. Hey V. Yeah. Operation wind up. Pretend I'm an idiot, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah, literally do that. Right. Signs off comms and radar opens the door. <laughs> okay, so you open the door and it kind of um it's, it's pretty hefty this one. It takes like a um, considerable more effort to open. But you go inside and inside the pump room it is a mess of these churning pipes and metal gantries and these insulated metal tanks filled with various liquids and gases, pressure valves, more pipes that go high up into the ceiling of this place. There also seems to be some kind of skylight and it's like letting in natural light from above. <laughs> but there are still some dark corners of this room. It's very, very noisy in here, both in terms of audio and visually. Dark, you say? 
you're not even on the ground level. You're coming in on this sort of long metal walkway from the entrance of the room. The dark, actual dark, you say? Yes. Let me finish. He's wait for it. <laughs> but yeah, the actual the actual pumps are beneath you. There are these huge rounded cylinders bolted to the concrete floor. Yet more sterile pipework and gantries and valves. This doesn't look like the ideal place for a job interview, but it is very, very noisy in here. So what do you do? V, can you see in the dark? I can see in low light. You used to be able to see in the dark, but then you got rid of the trident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I missed that trident. I need to get some dark, up, some dark vision optics, to say. You thought I was going to be all um, stealthy ninja shit on this? <laughs> I can see invisible shots! <laughs> you don't understand, GM. I could also see in the dark. Shut! <laughs> okay, give me a perception check for looking around. This is just for like uh, spotting like traps and shit in this room as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay. And what was yours, Di? Radar only got twenty. Okay. He rolled a four. Give me one moment. Yeah. How's that, Darvish? Don't make me re. Don't make me use a re-roll, V. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can use a re-roll if you want. No, I'm just going to let V go first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, you sort of like. I, I assume you're going in like guns up into this place. Yeah, it's like sco- uh, checking everything out with scopes and stuff. You know, taking it tactical. Yeah. You got your shotgun. V. V doesn't have a shotgun. They've got their magnetar rifle. In, yeah, you so. got. You, you both got rifles. I think that's. You're going in sort of tactical style, just sort of like side to side, looking up into the corners and whatnot. Radar's basically walking backwards behind V, checking their rear. Sure. Um, but yeah, there don't seem to be any kind of like traps or anything in this room. You're not going to step into like the centre of the room and like a cage is going to drop down on top of you. It's not like a cartoon, but it's pretty damn noisy in here. And just in terms of detail, to know if you're alone in here or not. Oh, we, I think we can safely assume we're not alone. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be somewhere. V's just going to like yeah. smack the butt right. of their gun against the pipe a bunch of times and like. Yeah. Hello, I am the heavily armed vest. This is my associate, heavily armed Maltron. We're looking for a lost otter. So nothing happens at first, and then after a while, you hear a voice over your um, your ear protector comms. It says um. Good to meet you at last, gentlemen. I hope you'll forgive the short notice, but I am somewhat of a busy man. Uh, you can speak. There's a microphone in the ear protectors. I can hear you. Hi. We're looking for an otter. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Come on, Butcher. You brought us here for a reason. Get on with it. The reason I have invited you here is to negotiate the terms of our relationship. One moment, please. And you hear like a little click over the earpiece, and then the pumps start to wind down. They go into a sort of low power state, and all of a sudden it's much less noisy in here. And you probably don't need the ear protectors anymore. What do you do? Yeah, keep them on anyway. Keep them on anyway. Uh, no, he's, he's going to put them around their neck. Okay, so yeah, you sort of slide them off. And yeah, there's like a sort of just a low hum coming from the pumps now. After a while, you hear shoes clanking on one of the metal gantries up above you. And then rather cinematically you see this long, tall shadow cast down upon you from above <laughs> as you get to see the fearsome butcher for the first time. And he steps up into the light coming from above, from the skylight above. 
and you see this menacing, ferocious-looking mouse. He's a little Yusoki mouse, and he just walks up along the gantry. He looks down. He's about two foot tall. To literally see the cinematography of it. He doesn't even come up to the guardrail. Um, and yeah, he's got this uh, slate grey pinstripe suit, um, little shiny black shoes, perfectly round ears, and these beady, empty black eyes. And he looks like he's got some kind of braces on his teeth. It's difficult to tell at this distance, and he's quite small. But for the most part, he looks immaculate, like well-trimmed. And he sort of looks down and sort of leans over the edge, holding on to the side of the gantry, and says, um, I hope this place wasn't too tricky to find. I haven't felt very safe in my office recently, so I thought we needed to be somewhere a little more esoteric. Are you the butcher? Yeah. He smiles and he takes a little bow at that. He says, um, nice to meet you. My name is... Butcher Rodriguez, treasurer of multiple businesses, conglomerates, and syndicates across Isle, and vice chairman for the Ackerton Reach Consortium. You sound like a guy I know. That's nice. Can we have our otter back? Your rotter? What makes you think she's your rotter? Uh, we had her first. Yeah. We have paperwork, Nippy. We do. And he holds yeah. his finger up says, oh, I don't think that's technically true. She's been with my organisation much longer than yours. Hmm, shit, he's right. Yeah. Well, we had a last, so that counts for something. Please, please. Shall we, shall we just shoot him now? <laughs> I mean, we could. I kind of want to. Yeah. Mm, but... Well, first of all, can I get your names, please? What should I call you two? It's Radar Opens Fire. No, that doesn't <laughs> um... Radar, no shooting him. You have to get the exposition. Radar? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, that's Radar. Hi, I'm... Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a moment, please. <laughs> no, of course he doesn't fucking believe you. <laughs> no, that's right. We didn't believe themselves either. <laughs> he, he sort of looks down at you and nods with this, this sort of like big smile. Says, "That's all right. You don't have to use your real name if you don't want to." Yeah, cool. Yeah. So about our friend and the whole sending limbs in the mail. First of all, unhygienic. Second of all, what the fuck? You got my parcel then. I'm pleased that ended up in your hands and not those of the Maxim family. I thought that would be quite distressing for her dear mother. I just want to reach down the microphone and throttle you right now, Simon. This character is awful. I love it and I hate it. Good. Oh. <laughs> it's just, it's the way he talks where everything's kind of clipped. Yes, this is proper yeah. East End gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's what I'm thinking. How do we know you haven't just picked up some random Yosaki off the street and locked off one of your fingers? He smiles widely, and you can see now that he doesn't have braces. His teeth are made of gold. All of his teeth are just shining, they're sort of glinting in the skylight. <laughs> v immediately wants his skull. <laughs> I want that skull more than I've ever wanted any skull in V's entire life. And he says, what, you... You didn't think that was Ryder's finger, did you? <laughs> Gentlemen, that particular body part belonged to a Benari. Not that I'd expect a couple of foreigners to know the difference. Ooh, meta dig. I mean, Ryder's a Benari. What? She's not. Oh yeah, shit, she isn't. She's the opposite. <laughs> She's a Yasaki Otter. She's not a Benari. Yes, yeah. and yes, that was a meta dig. <laughs> yeah. 
Piazzo, I hope you felt that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, good for you and random amputating people's limbs, I guess, to make points. Also, for the record, I bet that it wasn't Ryder's finger, so cool. At this point, uh, the mouse snaps his fingers, and a few moments later you hear more footsteps on the metal, and you see this big burly... Uh, he's like a honey badger. He's dragging something across the gantry until it's next to the mouse. And it's not Ryder, but it is an otter. Uh, can I get intelligence rolls from both of you? Oh, that's a nat one for uh, Radar, whose <laughs> trade has just gone. 14, 14, 17, minus one, thir 16 for V. Okay, um, Radar, you were doing something else when you first saw this guy, but uh, <laughs> Radar's for some reason... getting a 20, 20 credits out of his wallet to give to V. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, um, V, you remember this guy. Um, he was the male otter that was chatting to Ryder on the night that she left, and then he left a voice message on Butlerbot's answering machine asking where Ryder was. Oh, it's that like? Yeah. This is Harry Bueller. And he's got a little suit of his own, although this one is soaked in blood. He's got zip ties around his wrists and his ankles. He's got a black eye and a fat lip and minus two fingers on his left hand. And he collapses at Butcher's feet after this honey badger lets go and he's shivering and cowering. Oh, he's the Brunari! Yeah, yes. he's that guy. Dude, we're so accidentally racist! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I feel bad. And yeah, he looks down over the, the grated gantry, he chokes up some blood. He's like, please, please, please I've, I've done everything you've asked, please don't kill me. And he looks down at you and he recognises you. Guys, guys up here! Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know about Ryder, I, I didn't hey, know she... Hey, 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 shut up. Yeah, what he said. And at this point, you see um, Butcher say, um, Yeah, shut up, Harry. I think you've said quite enough. And he leans down and he puts his blade to this otter's throat. Uh, uh, well, as he goes to move, Radar would have trained his gun on him. And the second he sees you raise your gun up, he um, stops. He looks up at you and he says, That, that wouldn't do that if I were you, Banning. Why not? What's that? Use, use short words. Why not? My bullets are bigger than you. He doesn't say anything, he just looks off behind some pipework. Radar, uh, a small green dot appears on your chest. I was expecting more. A second small green dot appears on your chest, then a third, then a fourth. This is nothing. Radar, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. You are under a scope. Maybe more than one. If you oh, start combat now, you will provoke an attack of opportunity, maybe several. Yes, but we might save Harry Bueller. You might. I mean, we still don't even know who Harry Bueller is. Yeah, but that's for us to find out later. We won't find out if he's dead, you know. Yeah, Butcher yeah. sort of like looks down at you. He says, um, can never be too careful these days. Now, if you don't mind, please stop threatening me, put your guns down, and we can conduct this interview in a civilised manner. You aren't exactly acing this job interview so far, but I'm a reasonable man. You want to talk civilised? Get your hands away from that. Brunari? Brunari. Brunari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no murdering Brunaris while we're talking. Yeah. It's weird. You want to talk civilised? Let's have enough of the gang thuggery and let's actually talk. Could Radar make an intimidate role with that threat? 
Uh, you can try. <laughs> got plus 13. No, it's not bad. Go on. That's 19 on the dice. 29, 32. 32, okay. 32. Watch me whiff all of my actual shooting when it comes to it later now because I've wasted the good <laughs> rolls on being scary. Uh, unfortunately, I have prepared for this and this dude does not seem intimidated by you. Anyone around him? Well, this was directed directly at him. And no, yeah, Butcher, okay. he sort of looks down at you and he kind of nods and smiles a bit. He says, Fine. I'll keep this person alive for a little bit longer. Let's talk, shall we? And yeah, he yeah, sort of steps uh, off of um, Harry's back. Harry doesn't say anything more. He is just kind of like praying and thanking whatever god will listen that um, he gets to live a little bit longer. Who is that guy and why do you want to kill him and why do you keep lopping his fingers off? Just talking to her at the bar. Yeah, but who is he? <laughs> and why Why well, um, do we care that you keep lopping his fingers off? Because it's not nice lopping people's fingers off, V. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah um, Butcher is kind of looking down at you, V, with a sort of quizzical look, but he's still smiling. He's like sort of picking up your motives from this. Operation Idiot is a resounding success. You've got him bemused. Keep going. Yeah. He doesn't see if you can hypnotize him with your stupidity. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, he doesn't seem confused. Guy. He's just sort of like, oh, he's just uh, just one of mine. Sent him in to gather information on old fish guts. Did a very good job up until recently. The way you cut his fingers off. I needed an otter. He fit the bill. Yeah. So why is he all cut to pieces and missing limbs? I told you, I needed an otter. No, this is a planet of limited resources, gentlemen. You have to make do with what you've got. Why the fuck are we going to wear from you? Come work for me. I might cut your fingers off if I need one. <laughs> or I might not. What happens if you need vest fingers on time? I've got ten. I'm going to kick them all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on mean, the comms. Hey, V. Yeah? Uh, summon backup. Mid-rant. Keep ranting and then double <laughs> tap the thing. V's going to address the rest of the people as well. Like, why are you even working for this prick? How do you know he's not going to cut your oh. off? <laughs> Before we go into anything, sorry, GM, as well, yeah. While V is ranting and has everybody's attention, Radar's going to be looking around for where all the scopes are. Um, another perception roll, please. Yeah. That is a 17 plus perception of 16, 20, 33. Okay, so, yeah, you're going to, like, be looking around for, um, for more scopes while V is continuing to run. From the looks of this situation... Butcher is just sort of like looking down. He's got like his sort of chin resting on his uh, on his hand. He's just sort of staring down at V while they rant impotently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I just but, can't understand how you thought this plan would work. Like, you can what's see... our incentive to work for you? Radar. RJ, please. <laughs> please, I need to hear this detail before no, you can yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, Radar, you look up into the the gantries and these sort of noisy, dark corners of this room of the pipework, and you can only see one scope, you sort of catch the glint of it, but from that area you can see multiple laser sights coming from the same area. There's some kind of operative trickery going on here to disguise the amount of um, weapons looking down at you. Okay. And yeah, eventually Butcher sort of like, he puts his hand up, he says, um, Stop, 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 stop. And he looks down at you, V. He's like, Okay. What? You are really starting to test my patience. Well, how do you think I feel? 
He addresses you, Radar. He's like, You, however, might be a little more reasonable. Now, how about I ask you some questions? Need I remind you this is a job interview? You haven't even told us why here. And you haven't told us who Ryder back. Yeah. All right, calm down. No, I don't want to be calm. I want to be angry. Yeah, angry's good right now. We've been calm all week. Oh, good. Straight to business then. Well, yes, I have multiple slots in my organisation. Need filling up rather urgently. I'm already employed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just the most immediate gap that needs plugging involves your ex-employer. She falls into the category of disgruntled former employee in my book. Wait, who? Eh? Uh, Fishcats, Ryder, of course. Wait, Ryder uh, wasn't our employer. Yeah, what? 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 Eh? You see him look a little confused at this, and he sort of paces back and forth. He's like, you know? No, she's a mate. Yeah, basically adopted sister. And then he sort of, his eyes like dart back and forth and then a grin worms its way across his muzzle. He starts cackling, and it echoes <laughs> through the pump room. Oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, I've got completely the wrong end of the stick, haven't I? <laughs> this guy's ain't employing you. She ain't trying to take over my firm. You're all on the same crew. She's just trying to get the hooks out of her, and she needed some moots to look after her family while she did it. <laughs> well, that makes my life much simpler. Okay, now can I shoot him? You're like, this is the shittest job application ever. In fact, you know what? Fuck you and your bloodline. V pulls out the remote and detonates it. <laughs> Roll initiative. Fuck you, and, fuck you and your bloodline. <laughs> Moshi Moshi, and once again, thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still hankering for more, check out our Twitter and the community Discord. Links are in the description below. If you want to support us, check out our Kofi store. Tips from amazing people are very much appreciated. We'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time for another episode. But until then, shoot straight and roll high. Bye!